The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonalls, or Success Publishing International. More willpower than a barefoot woman at a shoe sale. Able to stretch a single paycheck for an entire month. Makes money concepts easier than third grade math. Introducing your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonall. Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Money don't matter for the stuff it bought. It's the way you think, not what you've got, yeah. Unlock Your Wealth Radio starts now. It says I. It says I. What says I? I don't know. It's your eye is steady on your mic. There's oh, this no, guy. Yeah, yours is. Yeah, yours is too. No, mine's flashing. Yeah, but if I highlight that. Oh. Too, see. Okay. That's I was gonna it. say there's no I in team. The I stands for input. <laughs> oh, there we go. And and what was that one movie? The guy goes, yeah, and there ain't no we, or there ain't no we either. <laughs> Okay, let's get serious now. Welcome to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, how the wagon halls making success simple for individuals just like you with my biology-based approach to success, helping you overcome your personal and professional challenges to get out of debt, to achieve financial freedom, and live the life of your dreams. And guess what? I could not do that without my trusty sidekick, the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry. Oh, I'm I'm flattered. (laughs) Hey, folks, how you doing? And we are going to help you get your money mind right on today's show with the following great features. Miguel? Uh, We have a key, 12, uh, 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 practicing the three R's. Pity thur. PT3R. PT3R. Pity thur. It's <laughs> <laughs> my little acronym. Everything has to be an acronym today. Everything. Yeah. Everything's an acronym. So uh, we have an incredible uh, moolah word of the day because it has to do with, well, stuff. Yeah. Stuff. And who doesn't love an amusement park? Every now and then. Got to have it. Yes. But guess what? It's going to cost you more this year. And we have special guest Pete Tribuco that's going to be joining us a little bit later to share what we need to know about our summer vacation plans. And then, if we have time, I'm going to indulge in a little scam I'm currently involved oh, in. Cool. Well, not that I, I'm not perpetrating the scam. No. Uh, somebody's attempting to scam me, yeah. obviously. Not a scene. listener of the radio show, but that's okay. Yeah. Because it's really kind of funny how ignorant they are. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Especially because they approached me on a radio show profile, not like a personal yeah. Heather Wagonhall's profile that has no association to the radio show whatsoever. Unbelievable. Yes, it's crazy. But we're going to talk about that. Hopefully we'll have enough time before our guest gets here. <clears throat> but first, what can you do to increase your knowledge and effectiveness? What can I do? It's next week's key, by the way. Read is it. And for Unlock Your Wealth Radio listeners, audible.com has a free audio book for you. All you have to do is visit audibletrial.com forward slash free book and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Nice. Yes. It's so very exciting because... 
Well, we're going to have a great key next week. This week's key, practicing the three R's. Let me just tell you how awesome it is because we do this every Monday on our Unlock Your Wealth live show from our Unlock Your Wealth radio Facebook page. And can I just tell you, I had the best question asked to me at the end of it that had nothing to do with this week's key, mind you. Yeah. But it got me answering a particular question. Should I work for money or passion? So that's your teaser. If learning how to practice the three R's is not enough, well then, that is alone worth the price of the ticket of admission. And all you have to do to be a part of the show is visit facebook.com forward slash unlock your wealth radio Mondays, 9 a.m. Pacific. And you can join in the show too. ask your own questions, get them answered live on the air. It's pretty exciting. And, you know, it can go in any kind of direction. But learn the three R's because we did a really, you know, I had an opportunity. I had really great input from the people that were participating in the broadcast. And so it it just, it flowed really well. So I was really able to get out a whole lot of information and use some really good examples in it. And so I was really excited. I almost kind of like doing the the video live show then when we did the keys to riches on uh, radio just uh-huh. because i get actual fan interaction and i got people that are interested in learning and and, and yeah. absorbing the key and it's so like taking phone calls i guess yeah it was so great you know and and so it was pretty awesome so i i really enjoyed it so all you have to do to participate facebook.com forward slash unlock your wealth radio or if you want to see the replay just visit us at our youtube channel or at our website unlock your wealthradio.com so uh so yeah practicing the three r's is really important it's the piece that takes budgeting to the most exponential level and it's the one thing that budgeting really doesn't include and that's why we break our budgets like in key seven so it's a critical piece so if you want to exponentially increase your effectiveness financially you must tune in to this week's unlock your wealth live but we are now at our moolah word of the day. Moolah word. Moolah word. I said it was stuff. So specifically, really? stuff. How about commodity? We hear about this term, and 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 commodity is essentially stuff, mm-hmm. right? Let's talk about what the InvestorWords.com definition is of it. It is a physical substance such as food, grains, and metals, which is interchangeable with another product of the same type. So, like, if you think about commodities that are traded, Mm -hmm. you know, you think about uh, oranges. There's many growers, but it's one commodity, Right? Is that traded? Oranges are traded on the market? Uh, yeah, well, orange juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Didn't you see trading places? Oh, my gosh. No, I didn't see that. That's like a prerequisite before next show. Yeah. Like, we can't go forward until you watch Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. I've seen bits and pieces. Oh, my gosh. you got to watch. You you will know so much more. <laughs> <laughs> it actually is a really good education yeah. about yeah. how it works. It's, yeah. You know, and it's funny. I, I can't believe. Oh. Yeah, there's, there's, Don't make me lose faith in mankind. I know. It's, it's, it's hard to see every movie out there. It, but you've had 30 years to watch it. I ha- I've never seen Animal House. Well, I didn't really see it until I mean, Fred started yeah. watching some of the replays either. But but this, that's proximal to this show. Oh, oh well, yeah. but I'm, I'm Have also, you seen Boiler Room? I'm also a musician. <laughs> oh, my God. That's precisely why you need to watch. Have you seen Boiler Room? No. With my buddy Gianni, uh, Giovanni Ribisi. No. He's in there. He's yeah. in one of my friends' Boiler movies. Room, huh? 
boiler room. And, you know, kind of like Sneaky Pete. It's for the scams. You got to watch Sneaky Pete on Amazon. Oh, my gosh. The second season yeah. was better than the first. Yeah, that looks like a good show. It is. I've already yeah. finished the second season. Okay. Well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll put You got to read list. it. It's by the Brian Cranston, the, like, uh, the drug guy. Oh, the Breaking Bad guy. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, you got to watch that. So, a commodity, for the Mullah word, is a physical substance, such as food, grains, and metals, which is interchangeable with another product of the same type in which investors buy or sell, usually through futures contracts. The price of the commodity is subject to supply and demand. Risk is actually the reason exchange trading of the basic agriculture brand, uh, agricultural products began. For example, a farmer risks the cost of producing a product ready for market at some time in the future because he doesn't know what the selling price will be. More generally, a product which trades on a commodity exchange, this would also include foreign currencies and financial indexes and instruments. So, for example, we had Kiana Dial, you know, the Investiva, and she yeah. taught us how to trade foreign currencies. You know, so we so so an exchange is a commodity, and you're spe- it's a speculative stock. You're betting that something is going to happen. You know, that's why everybody watches weather reports. You know, mm-hmm. when you hear these freeze warnings and oh my gosh, crops were destroyed, then that means prices are going to go up. Yeah, you know, but. How do you hedge against that? I mean, you have to hedge against inflation, you know, market conditions, things like that. And so you buy options. You know, we have a friend who um, is a toy manufacturer. Uh, part of what goes into that is petroleum. And so the the cost you know, and supply and demand of petroleum is all over the place. And so in order for him to stabilize his product pricing, you know, and availability, he has to do, what you know, arbitrage, right. you know, because he has to be able to make money in the markets based on what he thinks he's going to have to pay. So he doesn't have to pass that on to the consumer. Right. So it's a pretty nifty deal. So I'm pretty excited about that. If you want to see me live, I am so excited. National Financial Literacy Month is April. And I am speaking at the uh, westvalleywomen.org, West Valley Women Organization. And for those that attend, they're going to get my free financial, uh, 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 personal finance tips for women. It's an exclusive only to this event. So if you want a copy of it and you're in Arizona, by golly, April 3rd, I would love to see you. It's also their annual hat luncheon and it's one of my best friends lisa platt and all you have to do is visit the facebook page west valley women or go to their website westvalleywomen.org but reserve your tickets now Mm -hmm. buy online because there's a limited supply but i'm really excited for this special event and i guess i'm gonna have to tease you for next week but by that time i'll have this scam unwound uh because our guest is here so we need to be getting ready to talk to him so When it comes to our finances, one of the things that can destroy our budgets are family vacations. And what's worse is is what happens if the cost of that vacation gets out of control. And wouldn't it be great if you could have a crystal ball and know whether that's going to happen? Oh, man. Well, I have our soothsayer of travel prices today. Uh, So how much can you expect to pay for a visit to your favorite amusement park? And wouldn't it suck if prices went up? 
the winter months are quickly becoming the annual bearer of ticket increases, with competing resorts tending to influence each other's pricing structures. Amusement park expert Pete Tribuco uses his expertise from his all-new book, A Personal Guide to the Best Thrill Rides, Amusements, and Water Parks. And he's going to break down the details on how the pricing structure works and how it will impact your finances. So, a pretty exciting topic, especially because now we just hit spring break and summer's coming. So, Pete, welcome to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. You are our first amusement park expert ever on the show. Well, thanks for having me on. I do appreciate it. I have never had a roller coaster or amusement park expert on the show. This is our first time. We're so excited. Well, I am so excited to be on your show, be the first one. I yes. think I just made history then. Yes, yes. It's a history-making moment here. And the reason why, you know, I it's that time right now. Everybody's going on spring break here in Arizona. And around the country, people are starting to plan for spring breaks. And summertime, this is what was making me think. Summertime is, you know, not everybody maximizes spring break, but everybody likes to do a family vacation in the summer. And as we're thinking about this, we need to start saving because amusement parks aren't as cheap as they used to be. Would you agree with that statement? No, absolutely not. The pricing has gone up on all the major uh, amusement parks as well as the local ones as well. So what does it take for, let's say, a family of four to vacation to do, you know, the uh, National Lampoon's vacation and head to Wally World kind of thing? <laughs> well, the figures basically are, are pretty simple. I mean, you know, a ticket at Universal Studios costs you between $125 and $130 just to get in Disneyland and Disney World uh, or, or in the hundreds as well. So it's pretty expensive uh, to, to do all that, all that type of stuff. Uh, you know, for a family of four, you got to times that by four, uh, as well as uh, talk about food and, and you know, even though there are there are, there are programs, uh, meal programs that they have, it, it can be a very expensive thing. So realistically, if a family of five going to one of these parks, Universal, Disneyland, Disney World, uh, Knott's Berry Farm, or or any of the uh, the big Cedar Fair or Universal Studios, it's going to run you about uh, five hundred to six hundred dollars uh, just for the day uh, in order to get tickets and, and food. <laughs> Michael's shaking his head. Yeah, I mean, and and that doesn't include airfare. That doesn't include hotel. Uh, there are a lot of other aspects of of a trip. I'm figuring on a regular trip. Let's say you go to Disney World uh, or Universal Studios and spend a week there. Uh, it's probably going to run you two or three thousand dollars when when all is oh said gosh. and done uh, for that trip. But again, it's uh, it's making memories. It's doing something that we don't do every week or every year, uh, and it's something that uh, will uh, will live in the hearts of, of many after you know long after you've done it. So that if you had to break that down to save for that family vacation, think about this: you would have to save ten dollars a day for an entire year. That sounds about right, but vacation is, uh, I mean, of course there are staycations. Uh, you could stay home and go to your local, uh, you know, your local amusement park or, or your local uh, watering hole or, or beach or, or whatever. Uh, you know, there's a lot to do in Arizona and Phoenix. And, and of course, uh, you know, I, I have relatives in old Tucson and Tucson area. Uh, so, I mean, just, you can do that as well. But no matter what you do, you have to uh, allow for gas mileage 
tolls and meals. And no matter what you do these days, even if you're going to a, a park, uh, let's say a free park to go into like Yellowstone or, or, or one of the national park services, it's still going to cost you uh, in order to be there. So unfortunately, that's just something you have to sort of budget and uh, make and make sure everybody that's uh, involved is on the same wavelength, the same plan that wants to do the same thing. Yeah, you know, it, fun fact about Arizona, we have more shoreline than California does with all of our lakes. Ooh, really? Yeah. It's a pretty crazy thing. You know, I saw, you know, I mean, I grew up here and we had no money. So whether it was spring break or, or summer vacation, we never did anything. We didn't go anywhere. Um, you know, we went once to Disneyland with my grandparents, I remember once. And that was about it because they, my grandparents took us. <laughs> so now uh, I hope you're not going to be singing uh, the George Strait song, Oceanfront Property in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I own probably half of Yuma. I'm just waiting for California <laughs> to fall off. <laughs> just kidding. But, you know, that, that, that is, uh, that's what they do say here. But uh, we'll see. You know, they might become their own country here soon politically if we're not careful. Because <laughs> I don't know that we wouldn't stop them from succeeding from the union. But but uh, that's a whole nother show. So, so <laughs> Pete, when you, you mentioned staycations, so... Are there any small type of localized resort amusement park entertainments, or are they just all swallowed up by the big boys? Well, you know, a lot of them are getting swallowed up by Knott's Berry Farm or, or, or the Cedar Fair operations, the Walt Disney Worlds, the Disneylands, the Universal Studios, the, uh, the uh, uh, Legolands, uh, the Sea Worlds. But, you know, you will always find local amusement parks, little mom pops. Uh, that are absolutely amazing. Uh, they're great places to go. I know in Arizona you got the castles and co- and, and coasters, uh, which used to be uh, there if I remember prevalently. But there's also like uh, you know smaller places like in Minneapolis. Uh, you've got uh, uh, Nick Land or Nickelodeon Land, which is at the Mall of America. Uh, you've got Lake Compounds in Bristol, Connecticut. Knobles uh, in, in Pennsylvania. Pretty much every state has their own little local. I mean, even in San Diego, you've got Belmont Park. So, I mean, there are a lot of places you can go to that are close by that'll give you that same atmosphere uh, that you have if, let's say, you're going to a lot of the, uh, the, the big amusement parks. And you will, in fact, save money in, in, on many of them. Well, I know that we have Butterfly Wonderland also. And we have this new Dolphin Heiress thing, but it's 200 bucks to go there. A person. Where's that? Dolphin Heiress, the thing right there off of Indian Bend. That's 200 200 bucks. I was like blown away. Oh, they'll, they'll go out of business. What? No. The, the parking lot's packed all the time. Yeah, They're doing yeah. something. They're, they're doing something. You are listening to Pete Trabuco on Unlock Your Wealth Radio. This segment is sponsored in part by... KeepMyID.org, the only service that actually prevents identity theft. All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown for Unlock Your Wealth Radio listeners by visiting our website at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash keepmyid and start protecting your financial future right now. So, Pete, what can we expect pricing-wise from some of these smaller operations? Are we still looking at ticket prices over $100? Well, in some places it's going to be less. And like, for example, there are still amusement parks out there that uh, do, do, you know, they don't do the pay one price thing where you go in and you get the rides. Uh, a place like Knobles, for example, which is in, uh, in near Williamsport, Pennsylvania, uh, where they do the Little League uh, championships, they go by ride. Uh, if you go to Coney Island, 
and you go to Dino's or you go to uh, to uh, to Cyclone uh, Luna Park, you actually pay by you know kind of like a carnival rate, where you'll pay by the amount of rides that you want to ride. If you want to ride a ride once or twice or whatever, you pay for tickets. So there are still the old style ones where you can save a lot of money and just ride a few rides and you know take in the atmosphere. Uh, of course, uh, at Coney Island, you got the boardwalk. Uh, as well as the uh, the famous Wonder Wheel, which is there, so that you know there's a lot to do, and you can spend a lot less money. And then of course there's the Pop, the Pay One Prices, uh, which started up in the 70s, uh, and of course that's the big amusement park. So, so for these lower ones to stay in business, they've got to continually add rides, continually add attractions, or just be very local that people know where they are, love them because of, of who they are, what they are, and, um, you know, can do that. But you'll find that a lot of a small amusement parks are either, you know, converting and, and, uh, and, uh, and going, you know, being bought out by the bigger uh, amusement park uh, uh, or, you know, facilities, or they're just going out of business or, or doing something totally different because it is very competitive uh, out there, very competitive business and a multi-billion dollar business uh, at that. No question there. Now, uh, so as as we're thinking about family entertainment, I remember, uh, you know, growing up at least, I haven't paid attention, you know, in recent years, but I remember growing up on the backs of our grocery receipts, there would be coupons. Where do folks look for discounts now if they want to be able to go to some of these bigger attraction pay one price parks, you know, and but you know, that 125 bucks a person is not realistic. Are there places that folks can find maybe on the internet or, you know, uh, mail in things that they can sign up for where they can get coupons to reduce that cost? Absolutely. Every amusement park out there, even the smaller ones, uh, uh, for example, like maybe Hershey Park in uh, Milton Hershey or Lake Compounds or, or even smaller parks uh, like, uh, um, you know, a casino pier over in the Jersey Shore. You're going to find circulars, uh, you know, obviously in, in the uh, newspapers. Uh, when you go to convenience stores, you're going to find coupons where if you bring in, it's 10% off, 20% off or something along those lines. If you go online to each of these websites, all the websites, uh, they're going to have specials and, you know, little uh, little uh, banners on how to save money. Of course, Disney and Universal have these family meal deals, which are absolutely amazing. You can pretty much get what you normally would get uh, if you're, uh, you know, just an outsider and, and buying and, you know, pay less, a heck of a lot less than you normally would. So there are things out there. You know, you want to keep your eyes and your ears open. Airlines also have specials that go along. along. Of course, if you're going to a place like Orlando or or maybe uh, Los Angeles in order to go to some of the parks uh, in those areas, you know, you're going to get better fare because obviously they they fly all the time. So the smaller airlines like Southwest and Spirit Airlines, Frontier Airlines, uh, these places are going to have specials as well as uh, the big ones like American and United and and Delta. So, uh, you know, you just got to keep your eyes open look for the uh you know the discounts sometimes the discounts will come a week or two weeks before you want to leave and you might even get a great deal uh last minute but uh yeah they're everywhere because the amusement parks know and any any place you go to even cruise line they all know that you know you need to save money and you need to get business uh as any way you possibly can it's extremely competitive so they're going to try to make it easy for you to uh, to get a discount you maybe inflate the prices uh, you know, for when you go, but then of course have special discounts one, uh, you know, once, uh, especially during off hours, like in, like right now, basically this is an off time, 
uh, for a lot of the majors uh, amusement parks because people will normally come during the summer. They don't normally come during the winter or fall. Um, sometimes in the spring, it might pick up a little bit. It depends on when you're going. And these uh, these places are, you know, Six Flags, for example, is a good example. Uh, you know, 23, 43, uh, 23, 33 million dollars, you know, just in the sales alone, you know, for individual parks. So, you know, they want to stay in business and they've got to be able to offer some discounts uh, as much as possible to get people like ourselves who really can't afford that high ticket price uh, to come on by. So seasonal travel, if you're willing to be flexible with your schedule, then that may work for some individuals to go a little earlier um, or maybe off season. They can still experience that same thing, but for a lot less. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you book a trip now, uh, let's say for maybe April or May, it's going to cost you a lot less than it would if you booked a trip that's going to be in June, July, or August. Um, and again, if you book a trip in September or October, it's going to be a lot less than it would be, again, if you were going there in the summertime. The only exception is around Christmas time because amusement parks are especially big at Christmas. Uh, you know, Disney does a good thing. Universal does uh the uh, the um, I, oh, I forget the show, but they, they do an, an amazing show, The Grinch and How We Spell Christmas, uh, which everyone loves to go and, and see. And of course, you've got Harry Potter, which is a winterized type of a holiday type of a place to go to with fake snow and everything. So these places are going to be a little more expensive. But if you go, I mean, the best time really to go is January, February or March. Uh, because you will save a lot of money, a ton of money uh, going because they want to get the people down there. You know, the locals are not going to spend $125, $150 per person. Uh, but uh, the people that are coming in from other places might if the rates for the hotel, the flight, and of course, the uh, what we call the park hoppers, which which actually costs less money to hop around each park. Uh, if you get a great deal there, you might as well go and, and, and utilize it. Even... Uh, even even in the summer, like in July, people want to go to Florida and, and Southern California in July and August. Well, no, that that's the worst time. Actually, you go June, July, and August. You're going to find a lot of people going to all these amusement parks, and, and it'll be it'll be a lot of people who have vacations. They don't want to take their vacations. They're they're one or two week or three week vacations. Uh, you know, during the during the winter time. So what they'll do is they'll actually take it during the summertime, and they'll head to Disney or Universal. No, it's it's January, February, or March or uh, more like September, October, November, uh, probably the best times to actually uh, hit an amusement park or, or pretty much go anywhere on vacation uh, in the United States. Yeah, when I was 19, 20, and 21, that was like my thing. I would go to California for, to Disney for my birthday in November. <laughs> so good. It was awesome because apparently it was cheaper too. What a score. Yeah, I would think nobody would want to be in Florida in July. <laughs> Who wants to be in Florida at any time of the year? <laughs> it's always swampy there, but we're spoiled here in Arizona with our great weather. So, um, so any final thoughts about like, what about, you know, a lot of these, res uh, uh, amusement parks have hotels, especially when you talk about Disneyland, Disney World, they have hotels attached to the parks. Is there a value to stay at their hotels? Is it cheaper versus getting a hotel outside of it? Do you get any ticket, you know, discount or package deals? Is there stuff like that we should be looking for? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, in my latest book, A uh, Personal Guide to My Favorite Roller Coasters and Thrill Rides and Water Parks, uh, I actually go through that um, that whole thing. If you're going to Universal Studios, for example, they've got four 
amazing hotels. And the, the cool thing about that is if you, uh, if you do that and go into the hotels, there are, there are special hours. You actually get like a fast pass where you go through all the lines because you're at the hotel. Of course, Disney does the exact same thing with their magic hours. They've got 30 or 30 plus hotels to go to. Some are high level, you know, and some are mid range and some are like the, the lower level uh, places you can go to. But once you're, uh, I guess, a guest at one of their hotels, again, you get the magic hours, you get special pricing, you get busing back and forth uh, between locations. So, yes, it definitely does pay. Even Cedar Fair is coming on board with stuff along those lines. It definitely does pay to uh, stay at one of the hotels because uh, you save a lot of money and you get special hours where only if you have a special hotel pass or a guest pass, uh, you can actually enjoy the park after hours. Well, thanks so much for your time today, Pete. And you have created the ultimate resource when it comes to amusement parks and water parks. Uh, Where can folks find your book? And give us the title again. Not a problem. My latest book, uh, you can go to www.petetribuco.com. Uh, the book has come out in May. Uh, it covers pretty much all the amusement parks that we talked about, water parks, and even even uh, uh, parks in Europe. And the money that I get for this, any, any revenue from my end, I can't speak for the publisher, but from my end, uh, we'll go to charity organizations. So, um, you know, I want to pay it forward. Um, and I, I think the, the book is a good way to do that. That is outstanding. Thanks again for being a part of the show. And for those of you who are driving around without a pencil, never fear. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is here where you can visit Pete's show page, get the links to his website, and so much more. For the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2018 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com. 